the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You might say, well, Pastor, is it correct and biblical to describe heaven as a free gift? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So the Bible talks about eternal life being a gift. Heaven is a free gift. We oftentimes don't really understand that word, do we? Gift. We often see a gift and we feel we need to reciprocate. We feel we need to pay it off, buy it off. Well, as we are continuing our series on sharing Jesus here on Study Verse by Verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely reminds us once again that it's not about what we do or who we are, but about what Christ has done and who He is that means all the difference in the world. Heaven is a free gift. With more, here's Pastor Leighton. I'm going to ask you a few questions. First question, does the promise of salvation depend upon good works? No, it doesn't. How many more opportunities for good works did this thief have? He, he didn't. He is hanging on a cross. His arms are either nailed or, or, or roped to the cross. He is going nowhere. He can do nothing. He can't even give somebody a cup of water in the name of the Lord. His opportunities for doing anything good on behalf of, Jesus, on behalf of the Lord is gone. So, does the promise of salvation depend upon good works? Is the thief saved? Next question. Does the promise of salvation depend upon church membership? No. This thief didn't have any opportunity to join a church. He wasn't going anywhere. And besides, quite frankly, there wasn't a church to go to. Because the Christian church was established on Pentecost by the Holy Spirit, and that was 50 days away. There was no church to go to. He couldn't join a church. He couldn't become a member of the church. He wasn't a member of the church. But was he saved? Next question. Uh, Does the promise of salvation depend upon being baptized? No. The scripture here does not indicate that he came down from that cross and was baptized. But was he saved? Okay. So what then was necessary For him to receive salvation. All he had to do was ask. All he had to do was ask. Lord Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Would you, Lord? All he had to do was ask. Now, some might say, well, isn't there some other requirements uh, Well, I guess there is in this regard. There were some things that led him up to that. You see, we're told that in the rest of the Scriptures that this thief, along with the other thief, and everybody else was mocking Jesus as they went to the cross. So there must have been something that happened in the life and the heart of this thief when he was hanging on that cross, when he started realizing, hey, this is the end of the line. And... I'm I'm hanging next to the Savior. 
There must have been something that happened for his eyes to be open and his, and his heart to change. And, and we're going to find that insight when we listen to what that thief has to say. Listen to what he has to say. He says to the other criminal, he says, don't you fear God? Implication. I do. Don't you fear God? I do. You know, the Bible says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. This guy wised up. Don't you fear God? I do. You know, there are people who have no fear of God. They live like there is no God. They live like there is no judgment. They don't care. There's no fear. I'm going to do what I want to do. There's no fear of God. But this criminal said, don't you fear God? Implication. I do. Listen to what else he says. Confession. We deserve to die for our crimes. I'm a sinner. I have done things wrong. I have done things that are worthy of death. I deserve to die. I confess that. Third item. But this man, speaking of Jesus, hasn't done anything wrong. He doesn't deserve to be here. He doesn't deserve to die. He's not dying for something he did. He must be dying for some other reason. Maybe he's dying for me, for my sin. So you might say there were some things that that happened before he actually asked Jesus. But all he had to do was ask. He wasn't dependent on good works, wasn't dependent on church membership, wasn't dependent on baptism. Just had to ask. So if someone were to say, if you were to say what we've been practicing saying, in fact, let's do it right now. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Again, because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. What happens if somebody came to you and said, prove that? I think that you have to work to get into heaven. Or I think you've got to be a, in a membership of a church, a specific church to get into heaven. Or I believe, or whatever it is, you can point right to this passage right here in the book of Luke and say, look at what it says here. Look at what it shows here. Now, some people might say, well, then there must not be any connection between good works and salvation. Not so. It invites you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. There is a connection. But, you know, it's not the connection that so many people think. The connection so many people make between salvation and good works is that good works produces salvation. You know, if I'm just good enough, maybe I'll produce salvation. I'll work for salvation. I'll get salvation if I'm just good enough. It's not what the Bible teaches. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8. God saved you by His grace when you believe. You know, in the, in the verses that proceed there, it says several times, you've not been saved by what You've been saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. It says here, God saved you by His grace when you believed. And you can't even take credit for this. You can't take credit for what? You can't take credit for believing. You say, wait a minute, I can't even take credit for believing. It says I believed. And that, no, you can't even take credit for believing. Let me tell you why. Verse 1, look at verse 1. It says, and you were dead in your transgressions and sins. 
Okay? Something that's dead is non-responsive. Something that's dead doesn't even know it's dead. Something that's dead doesn't know it's hungry. Doesn't know it's thirsty. Doesn't know it's hot. Doesn't know it's cold. Doesn't, doesn't know its needs. You didn't even know your needs. He had to give, God, God had to give you enough life. So you say, ah, oh, I have a need. And then he had to reveal his salvation through Jesus Christ, and you needed to respond to that. You can't even take credit for recognizing you had a need. God had to turn on the switch. You can't even take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Verse 9, salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. Some people say, hey, if I do enough good deeds, I'm going to have salvation. Refer right to this verse. Salvation is not a reward for the good deeds that we have done. So none of us can boast. Now, if you were to stop right there, some people say, well, then there's no connection between good, good works and, and, and salvation. Keep reading. Verse 10. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us to do. So what it tells us here is there is a connection between salvation and good works. But good works do not produce salvation. Salvation produces good works. If there's salvation, there should be good works. That's what God's Word says. Let's say it together. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. Again, because of God's grace... Heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. I invite you to write that down, recite it every day this week, memorize that so you're ready for sentence two when we come back next week. Now, you might say, well, Pastor, is it correct and biblical to describe heaven as a free gift? And the answer to that is yes. Uh, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So the Bible talks about eternal life being a gift. Heaven is a free gift. Now, you know, Christianity is unique among all of the other religions and belief systems in the world because all of the other belief systems and religions in the world require participation on the part of the individual to initiate and um, contribute to the, quote, salvation process, whatever that might be. And, And their description of heaven may not match ours. Their word may not use heaven. It might be nirvana or something like that, which means nothingness, and that doesn't mean heaven to me. But that whatever it is that they describe as uh, achieving requires the participation of the individual, whereas only Christianity is salvation by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. God has done it all. Because of God's grace, heaven is a free gift. It is not earned or deserved. And therein ends our first point in our series called Sharing Jesus, Understanding that Heaven is a Free Gift. Boy, if you want to really understand what it means to share Jesus, then that point is really foundational for everything else that is to come. Well, Pastor Layton will return here in just a moment to close out our time together with a word of prayer, hoping to seal up in God's grace just exactly what we've learned today. Well, if you would like to learn more about study verse by verse, Pastor Leighton Sheely or Church of the Highlands, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. Well, it is always a pleasure 
to put a face to those who listen to us on a daily basis. If you plan a visit to Church of the Highlands, would you let one of the ushers know that you are invited by the radio broadcast? That would really encourage us considerably. Again, details, information about us and who we are found at highlands.us on the Internet. As promised now, to close out today's program with a word of prayer, asking that the Father would seal up what we've learned today. Once again, here's Pastor Layton. Lord, we thank you for your word that gives us insight into things that we could not otherwise know and gives us gives wisdom to the simple and gives us guidance. And Lord, we are so thankful that our salvation is not dependent upon us, but has been provided solely and completely by you. And your promise is that he who began a good work will be faithful to complete it. You're faithful, Lord, always faithful. And Lord, we are preparing ourselves to be witnesses, to be able to give a a reason for the hope that is within us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Well, thank you again for spending time with us here today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow as our series, Sharing Jesus, continues with our teacher and pastor, Leighton Sheely, here on Study Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.